Thanks for joining us for another message from Southland Church. If you'd like any info on our church, check out our website at myselfland.com. Morning, church. How are you guys doing? Let's try that one more time. Just I know it's early in the morning. Morning, church. How are you guys doing? That's better. That's better. You're in for a treat this morning. How many of you know who's, uh, who's speaking today? Someone, someone you ha- shout it out. Who's, who's here with us this weekend? Alex Mitala, yes, and uh, we're really blessed to have him here. And uh, for those of you who are maybe new here, just a, a, a short little history. Um, I'm not sure exactly, what, what year was it that you guys met on the bus? Is that 2006? So that's uh, 12 years ago. And uh, Pastor Ray and Alex happened to be at a conference in Argentina, of all places. And uh, they met on a, on a bus and started talking. And, you know, an, I mean, we don't have time here now to tell the whole story. Many of you have heard it before. Um, but through that, a partnership grew, Alex from uh, Uganda. And, you know, people told us, they actually uh, told us when we first started exploring uh, with this and stuff, they told us, you don't want to get involved in Africa. You just, you don't understand it there. There's tons of corruption. Um, you know, we had people even kind of in the background, not that we asked them, but they were just doing this. They were looking into stuff and, and, uh, and in the end, it, it, you know, they said, this is like finding a needle in a haystack. We found this, this, this guy in Africa who is, who's, who's amazing. And Alex, it's Alex, and he's got the Good Samaritan Center. And uh, now 2,500, we would call them, they, don't, they have a different definition of orphans out there. Things are different in Africa, but, but we would call, uh, call them orphans. But they have 2,500 uh, kids there at the, at the Good Samaritan Center there. And every day, for those of you who are new here, um, uh, we feed them every day. That's still, that comes out of our church budget here. 365 days a year, those 2,500 kids are, uh, you didn't know that. So you're, you're just giving, you don't know where your, your money is going around the world and making a difference. Um, we've, we, uh, there's a charity now through our church. You'll hear the, the, the word Tupendani often. That's a, that's a separate charity that we have here through Southland just because of different uh, charitable laws and different things. It works better to work through another charity into Uganda, but that's what Tupendani is. It's part of Southland here. And, uh, and so there's, there's three things we're doing now over there. There's the Good Samaritan Center with the 2,500 kids. They're getting school, schooling. They're getting uh, fed. And then there's the farm. And so we've sent over there, uh, and Alex is going to talk a little bit about that, that uh, this morning, which is uh, amazing. But we've sent a combine over there and tractors and other tractors going out there now, but sprayers and cultivators and that sort of thing. Uh, some amazing stuff there. And then there's the church renewal where we're, we've begun now the last couple of years to, uh, to mentor pastors. And, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to do missions, and it's not bad. The other ways are not bad, not criticizing it. But, you know, many Christians, in terms of mission giving, uh, you hear someone, you never met them before, you don't know them, you give some money, a story touches you, and then the next year you hear another story and you give to someone else one time. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you can have a long-term partnership with someone, a God-ordained partnership. And uh, again, Alex, you're going to hear a bunch of stuff this morning, but I'm just kind of introing it. There's so much stuff. It's so exciting. But that first, when we first started helping out there with the Good Samaritan Center there 12 years ago, um, those kids now, that first batch of kids has now come up through the school system. In fact, the last two years, their school has gotten the best grades in the country, uh, which is amazing. But that's because of you guys. That's, it's your generosity. Alex is doing hard work. Alex and his people are doing hard work out there. It's your generosity that's making this happen. A big reason they're having the best grades in the country is because they're eating every day. 
And that first batch of kids is coming through now. They have 54, Alex was saying yesterday, 54 of those kids now are in university right now. And the reason they're able to go to university, first of all, because of the farm and because we're taking care of the food, Alex is able to pay for them to go to university. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to. But they're becoming doctors, uh, nurses. I think there's one lawyer in the batch and uh, some teachers. Literally, we're at almost a tipping point now. And then when you take in what's happening with the pastors and stuff now, uh, we're actually, you guys are partnering. Your generosity is making it possible. We're actually going to see a nation change. These are, the, these are the leaders of tomorrow in Uganda that are coming up to this. Is that not amazing? Is that not exciting? And so uh, Alex is here and his, yeah, let's give him a hand. Alex and Catherine, do you guys want to just stand? And his wife, Catherine, is here. And uh, Catherine, do you want to stand too? Just give him a wave. And uh, we're so glad to have them here and so glad to be partnered with you guys. Welcome. Good morning, church. I was consulting your pastor about time. This is not Africa where we preach for two hours. <laughs> I'm thankful to be here this morning to fellowship with you, church, to worship together with you. Thank you, Pastor Ray, my friend. Thank you to Pendane. Thank you, Southland Church. Good morning, everybody. I came with my wife, Catherine. She's seated there. I'm going to ask you kindly. Could you stand up on the way of the people there? <laughs> Thank you. We have been married for the last 36 years. And we have six kids, six children. We have three girls who came first. And then three boys who came last. So you can see, you can tell, we are highly, highly organized. <laughs> Nobody is complaining back at home. I want to say thank you very much to Southland Church for standing with us all these years, 12 years now, since I met my friend, your pastor, Pastor Ray. Thank you very much for loving us. And... Uh, as I was seated there yesterday, I saw uh, the Christmas trees, and I know you are preparing for Christmas, but I told those guys who were here yesterday that I'm sorry, I want to be here to be with you, and my wife, we can't be around with you for Christmas, and the reason is one, your bad weather. <laughs> your bad weather. So we have to leave tomorrow. We are leaving tomorrow. <laughs> I want to get my message from the scripture in Matthew chapter 20, verse 6 to 7. And kindly, I want us to join together, to read it together just like we do in Africa. I believe we don't care. Um, Matthew 20, verse 6. And seven. I know you are ready. Three, go. And say it unto them. They said unto him. Say 
I want to put my emphasis on four words. Nobody hired us. That gentleman, King James, calls him the landowner. I believe he was a wonderful man. He was as wonderful as Southland Church. He had a business. He was a farmer, like most of you are. And, <laughs> and he had a vineyard. But he was concerned. He was not just a businessman who was just concerned about his business, but he was also concerned about the community. He was concerned about the people living around him. He wanted to know what other people do when he's working. When he's busy working, he wondered what are other people doing. So he went out in that town, whatever town it was. And then he saw some people standing by. There are people out there who are desiring to do something meaningful if they are empowered. These people who were standing by, they were doing nothing. They were idle, doing nothing. But believe me, these people were not sleeping. They, they were not in their beds sleeping. They were somewhere in the town, standing in a place, a public place, where other people could see them, which means those people were not lazy people. They were not sluggards. They were just waiting for opportunities. That's why they were not sleeping in their bed. They, they stood in a place where they could find opportunities. They were not beggars. Their intention was not to become beggars. They were just looking for opportunities, waiting for opportunities. But these people, nobody had hired them. No one had hired them. In other words, nobody had empowered them. They were just there. Like these people, so we were in Uganda in those days before we came to know Southland Church. We were in Uganda. We were not lazy people. We were not sluggards. We had our heads. We had our brains. But we were not empowered. We were not. We have a wonderful country, very far out. Tropical, you can grow anything you want there. You can grow anything tropical. You can grow pineapples. The real pineapples are found in Uganda. <laughs> Forget about your pineapples. <laughs> I don't know where you get them from. People tell us you get them from Hawaii. You taste them, they don't taste like a pineapples, but you call them pineapples. The real ones, you ask these guys, Joe and the rest of you who have been in Uganda, you know what I'm talking about. So Uganda is such a wonderful country like that. But when you come to Uganda, you can always ask yourself, why is it that these people are very poor the way we see them? Why all this poverty? Why all this kind of suffering? 
It is not because we are lazy. It's not because we don't have brains to do things. It's because nobody has cared to empower us. That's why I'm standing here today to thank Southland Church loudly. I want to thank you. Asante sana in Kiswahili. Asante sana. Thank you very much. Because you came to empower us. The first time I came here, I remember, you know, I was introduced to you as a, a farmer. You are very kind people. You called me a farmer. And I thought I was. Not until I visited some of you, some of your farms, I couldn't believe what I saw there. 4,000 acres. 5,000 acres. Then I was looking for the hose. You know, we use hose, hand the hose. And I was looking around to see people holding those hand the hose. You people, you are sitting on tractors, huge. Two tires, two tires, four tires, wide. Then they took me to that big monster. You call it combine harvester. And I sat into that. I asked one of the brothers, I saw him here this morning, what is this? He said, we use this to harvest our corn, everything here. We don't use hands anymore. We are using hands there. You are no longer using that kind of, you know, why? Because you are advanced and we are not. Why are we not advanced? Because nobody has empowered us. We are like these guys here. They were not lazy. They were not the sluggards, but nobody had cared to empower them. So when I came here, things began to change in my country, Uganda. This church, you, our friends, you started empowering us like this man. He told these guys, do you really want to work? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes. Are you going to work if I employed you? They said, yes, sir. Go in my vineyard. He had nothing free to give them. He was not a charitable organization to give out free things. He wanted to teach them to work. Even the Bible says, he who doesn't work shouldn't eat. So he told them, go work. I'll pay you. This man straight away went to his vineyard and they started working. Why? They wanted to gain dignity. They had lost dignity. When people are not empowered, they lose dignity. They become beggars. You have saved us from being beggars. Thank you. Thank you, my wife. You heard me. That's why I brought you here, just to support him. <laughs> so the landowner, according to the scripture, empowered them. Go in my vineyard. He increased their dignity. Just imagine some of those guys who had no food at home. That day after hard work, 
after getting that money, they went back home with food. Value addition. Those men, they went back home as men. In Africa, I don't know here, but in Africa, when you go back home with the food, you're a man. When you take your kids to school and you pay school fees, because we pay school fees back home, when you do that, you're a man. When you are able to take care of your wife in Africa, you're a man. These guys were empowered by this farmer or this landlord. You have empowered us. And I will tell you how. This man, the landlord, the landowner, that guy, the one who asked those questions, he was a transformer. He transformed these people's lives. And when he gave them that money, their wages, they went back home and they transformed their families. Because transformed the families make strong churches. And the strong churches make strong nations. So you're helping us now to turn Uganda into a strong nation. Again, I want to say thank you. That man was a businessman. For sure he was. A farmer by profession. But you know what he did? He turned his business into a ministry. So his business became his ministry. It became a transforming center where these people went to work for him, but at the same time to transform their families, their communities, and their nation. Southland Church, where I'm standing today, this morning, you are an apostolic church. Let me tell you what the apostolic church do. The apostolic church sends out you have sent your pastor to us. Church renewal in Uganda is fire. I think more fire than here. <laughs> Real fire. Our people are in intensively learning the secret of living a renewed life. Not going to an event or a conference, but living a renewed life every day. The school is going on. You have equipped us. The apostolic church equips. And that is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. To equip Pastor Ray and the team, Church Renewal, they are equipping us. We have everything that we need. I don't think there's any other group that has what we have. The purpose is to spread Church Renewal, not only in Uganda, but all over East and Central Africa, including Burundi. I've seen my sisters here, people from Burundi, including Burundi. We have some people from Burundi already with us in Church Renewal in Uganda. The church, your church, is equipping us. Not only with the Church Renewal, 
with tractors. You say tractors? That's common in tractors. That's common. We are farmers. We are. We have to have tractors. That is for you Canadians. For us in Uganda to have a, a tractor, two tractors, John Deere. To us, that's a big deal. And the brother Joe here is sending another one. We were talking with him yesterday and I told him, send it quickly as soon as possible. <laughs> so Tupendan is sending a third one because we need it. You are equipping us. Equipping the saints doesn't simply mean to equip them with the scriptures only. Because the saints don't eat scriptures only. They eat food, beans. We eat beans. So they eat scripture, they eat beans, they eat posho. We don't eat pizza there. We eat good food, not like yours. We... <laughs> We, we eat fresh foods, cassava, what else? Bananas. Plantains. And sweet, sweet potatoes. Pineapples. <laughs> you said it. But to have all those things in plenty, we needed someone to empower us. That's what you are doing. That's what that man did for those people. Because we are being empowered, we can grow enough food to feed our children, the orphans. 2,502, including 70 from the, from the camps, of, uh, the refugee camps of those people who ran away from South Sudan. We have 1.4 1.4 million refugees from South Sudan who came to Uganda. Those camps are in West, West Nile. That is the other part of Uganda towards Sudan and the Congo. We have 1.4 million of them there. Mostly women and children suffering in those camps. But because you have empowered us, we took seven of those kids they are now at our center. We are taking care of them. We are loving them. We are teaching them how to smile. It's very hard for them to smile. But you know, you can't just put them in class and say, okay, three go. I want to teach you how to smile. No. You put food before them. You close them. You take care of their medication. That's how you bring a smile to their faces. We are able to do all those things. We are giving them quality education. We have given them wonderful accommodation. They are happy now. Why? Because there is a church in Canada that is empowering us to do those things. We are growing food, and that's why we are able to feed all those children. The big question, how do you feed all those children? Because you people, you empowered us. The first time that huge combine harvester arrived in Uganda, um, we took it to the farm, which is far deep in the bush there, and uh, 
the villagers and everybody, they came to see that huge thing. Everybody named it whatever he wanted. Others thought it was another weapon. I think the soldiers, uh, there was something wrong in the area. So uh, including the educated people, the agriculturists, they knew there was a combine, but in books, theory, they had never seen it. In those days, we were using so many people to do the work at the farm, and it was a small thing. But now, we do things easier because we have been empowered. Thank you very much for empowering us. Not only that, in Uganda, our children put on uniforms because if they don't put on uniforms, you don't want to see the way they would like it to, they would appear before the people. So they put on nice uniforms because you empower us. We have 54 who are now at college, university college level. 54 from our orphanage center. How are we able to support all those kids? Because you empowered us. We are now saving some money because when you are growing food, then you save money. Instead of going to the market to buy food, you feed the kids with your food, and then you save some money to take others to higher levels of education. Now we have some lawyers, we have teachers, we have nurses, we have mechanical uh, engineers. We are being transformed. We are being transformed. I talked about the combine harvester. We have sprayers to Pendai. They have sent us a wide sprayer. Nobody has that in the country. You have never seen it, you Canadians. Wide. I know you have ever seen it because it came from here. 100 feet. The whole village came to see. You know, the way it does it like this. And then it throws the other side like this. Everybody comes to see. And when they come to see, we preach the gospel and they get saved. <laughs> so, so if you believe, you don't believe in performing miracles, you are lying. You are already performing miracles in Uganda <laughs> through your giving. <laughs> so just, we are just enjoying. Thank you very much, guys. We have uh, cultivators and... Uh, it helps us to do things easier, to weed, and we have also planters. So that is very important because it helps us to do things on time. We are really empowered. Forget those days when I came here the first time. You know, I, uh, the first time I came here, it was very hard because these farmers were talking about things I don't know. And when they came to Uganda, I remember, we gave them a headache, a real headache. Because they were talking about things we don't know. Nobody had empowered us. All we knew was to use our hand hose. Our grandfather used the hand hose. Our fathers used the hand hose. And we used the hand hose. They are coming with different ideas. That was new to us. But thank God they came. I remember the first time they came to teach us there how to work on the soil. I think to work at the soil, correct? How to work the soil. We want to teach you how to work at the soil. 
teaching us how to work at the soil. Then the tractor could go round and around, round and around. You know you farmers, you understand. Go, make X. Then CS. Then you. And I was watching and said, this is your wasting time. We should plant now. But these planters, the farmers were saying, no way. We are still teaching you how to work on, 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 the, to work on the soil. We want to make sure the soil is very soft. Soft enough that you can even write your name. Write your name, soil. They really suffered with us. <laughs> Especially Brother Joe. <laughs> I told him, Brother, be patient. We are learning. Nobody had ever empowered us. But we were there, ready. We had, you know, strong will to do those things. But nobody had ever, ever dared to come empower us. I tell you, there are so many people out there, they desire to do better than they are if somebody went to empower them. Very few people would want to go to, to the villages, to the bush, where most of our people live to empower people. Most people, when they go to other countries, they want to go to cities. And when you go to the city, you don't empower people. The first time Pastor Ray came to Uganda. We took him to the bush. And they sent us tents, large tents. We set up large, large tents. And we brought about 500 pastors from the bush, from the islands. And Pastor Ray taught them. Very few people want to go there. Some of our pastors who are having who are doing ministry on our small, small islands on Lake Victoria, they were having a big problem because there are no schools on those small, small islands. There are no schools there. I shared with this church here, and you, our friends of Southland, you are now sponsoring over 150 kids from the islands. Those those kids are pastors' children. Now the pastors are free to preach the gospel on those small, small islands where there are no schools because our, their children, they are in our school, they are getting quality education, and they are happy. And those men are serving God with happiness, with joy, because they know their kids are in safe hands. And this church is feeding them. You are empowering us. You are an apostolic church. Can you say amen? amen? You sent us a printing. We call it a printing press in my country. Somebody here donated that to us. Now, our school is one of the best schools because we print all our paperwork there. The exams, everything, including books. We print books from that Print press, printing press. So you can see how blessed we are. People come to us, they ask questions. How did you get this? How do you feed all these kids? How do you do this? Huh? Because somebody somewhere in Canada, in Manitoba, uh, empowered us. Amen? So ladies and gentlemen, 
allow me to say thank you on behalf of our children, on behalf of our, our team, on behalf of our staff, on, be, on behalf of my wife who is seated there, I want to say thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor Ray, for loving us and uh, uh, for choosing Uganda as uh, your partner. Um, because Uganda is bigger than Alex Mitala, and uh, it's just a blessing to our country. Now, we have a place called Kachiri. Kachiri, that's where the main office for um, um, church renewal is. But right now we are constructing a Bible college there. Uh, some years back, maybe two years, I visited here, and I talked to uh, brother, um, uh, brother Joe, and I told him, Brother Joe, what is this that I'm seeing around? We went somewhere, and I saw the pieces of, we call them iron bars there. You call them rebars here. I don't know why, but that's how you call them. Rebar. Eh? So I told him, could you please help me and you put those pieces in the container that is coming to Uganda. And then Pastor Joe said, why do you need those small, small pieces? They are useless. I told him they are useless here in Canada, but they are very, very useful in Uganda. Could you please, please throw them in the container? He obeyed me. <laughs> <laughs> and he put those in the container. But with the addition of others, about 24, Size 37 Y. And we received everything in Uganda. For two years, we have kept those aside. But as I speak today, we have started constructing a three-story building using starting with those rebars that you sent. And within maybe one year and a half, the building will be done. What a blessing. That is empowerment. That is empowerment. Some years back, I remember, many uh, missionaries came to Uganda. Some came from here. They came from Vancouver. And they taught us many things concerning God. Our people were worshipping idols, involved in witchcraft, and those kind of things. They taught us the gospel. They taught us about the Holy Spirit and many other good, important things. Wonderful doctrine. Biblical. But they forgot to empower us. They forgot to do what you are doing now. Many churches are very poor, not because the people are stupid, but nobody empowered them. Now what you are trying to do is to empower us. The empowered church is a conquering church. And we are going to conquer not only Uganda, but the whole of East Africa. Because you, are, you have stood with us. Can I hear someone saying amen? Yes. Lastly, I want to thank you and to tell you this. Time spent adding value to somebody else is time well spent. All the time you are spending, all the funds you are spending, your prayers, anything that you are doing to add value to somebody else, to add value to Uganda, to whoever else, that is time well spent. Thank you very much. 
and I want to invite you to Uganda for one reason. I would, I would want to save you from this terrible <laughs> weather. If you want, you are welcome. Thank you. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that awesome? And uh, many of you, you know, faithfully give. Such a generous church family we have here. Uh, many of you faithfully giving, and it's so wonderful to hear. You don't, you don't get to see. We, we come here, and you don't see the impact your generosity is having around the world, literally changing not just, uh, you know, thousands of children's lives, but, a, but we're at a turning point now. We're going to see a nation changed as a result of that, and that's just so exciting. And so we're going to do what the body of Christ around the world always does, and what we love to do here at Southland, and that is we're going to pray for our brothers and sisters in Uganda. Are you with me on that? And so I'm going to get Catherine up here and Joe and Jen and, and mom and dad just uh, come up here. And then any staff, we have any staff here, any ushers, we're going to pray over them up here on, on, uh, on stage. So if you're on staff uh, here and, and uh, you just want to come up, if any, any of our ushers, if you just want to come up, and uh, we're going to pray for them. And we're going to have all you guys pray, f- pray for them as well. And uh, this is just such an exciting work again as they're coming up. Uh, three different areas we've been working in all these years is with the kids there at the Good Samaritan Center, uh, 2,500 kids. Um, and then, of course, there's the farm, uh, all those tractors and combines we've talked about over the years. Now you, you hear them, and we'll talk a little bit about, about that after this prayer as well. And then there's the training of the pastors, and all three of those things now starting to come together. And you put a, over a decade of work into this, and there's some real momentum building now, which is so exciting. But I'm going to get all of you to stand as well, because in this church, we believe that everybody is a minister and everybody is supposed to pray to God, not just the paid staff. And, uh, and so we're going to pray together. And if you're new here, again, uh, our apologies. We are weird. And, uh, but we're going to pray. I don't want to pray for you. You don't pay me to pray for you. We all pray to God. So I want us to pray for the Good Samaritan Center, those 2,500 uh, kids and the teaching that's going on there and the university students, the, the leaders of the country, the next generation that are coming through there uh, for the farm that's going to continue to grow and be more productive. It's, it's, it's really a lot of work to train, up, uh, train them up in farming from scratch. It's a lot of work, and we have got a whole team of farmers that go out there and help them and, and mentor them. It's, it's amazing. It's huge. And then for the mentoring of the pastors, which is huge, huge component of this. And, uh, and so can you do that with me? Are you, are, are, how many of you are with me on that? Okay, can you? Not all of you, but most of you. So that's good. That's really good. So the band is going to play a little music. I'm going to count to three. And then we're just going to lift our voices together. We're going to pray for Alex and Catherine and the team and everything that's going on there in Uganda. And thank God that we get to be a part of this. Amen. So one, two, three. Let's pray. Heavenly Father.
Thank you, Lord, their family, for bringing Alex and Catherine into our family. Thank you for this church. I feel so blessed to be a part of a church that wants to be this generous and this joyfully generous. And Lord, we're so looking forward to the thousands. We're going to see thousands of Ugandans and Africans in heaven because of this partnership. So we pray your protection over Alex and Catherine. We pray tremendous wisdom over them and Pastor Ray and Fran and Joe and Jen and the whole team as this thing moves forward. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. I'm going to get uh, Alex, if you and Joe just want to stay up here. I'm doing a little interview with them. Uh, just, just take a few minutes because we have some time here. And uh, just, just to clarify a couple of things and that are really exciting. We'll just take a couple of minutes, a couple of questions here. But um, the, uh, when we first started partnering with them, they had 700 kids, right? About 700 yeah, kids. The reason they're able to be at 2,500 now is because of you guys being so generous. The buildings that have been built, the water, the uh, ongoing food support and all that sort of stuff is amazing. Um, but what's really neat is, Alex, how many kids are coming to your house now over Christmas, to your personal house? Uh, we have kids who have nowhere to go during Christian, I mean Christmas time. So normally what we do, uh, my wife organizes for them. We rent, uh, we rent tents, and then we put them around our house. This time we are going to host more than 150. Yeah. Because they, know, they, have nowhere, they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> 150 kids in tents coming to Alex's house at Christmas. Can we come too? <laughs> it was just one more tent. <laughs> just... <laughs> Canadians are not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Now, I, I mentioned something before as well, but maybe I'll get Alex to speak to that just briefly too, about uh, the fact that this school now, that we, again, and this is, uh, but the best grades in the country the last two years, what's going on there? Why, uh, why is uh, the best grades in the, in the country here at your school? Yeah, because now the, food, the kids have enough food. You know, our kids perform well when they eat to the field. Two, we print most of the materials now there. Because where people can't print like we do, they put everything on a blackboard. You call them whiteboards, we call them blackboards. <laughs> so it's very hard to read from the blackboard, write in your book, and then go back home and read what you wrote, not says and all that. Most of our people don't have electricity. It's very hard for the kids to read back home. But here, we print everything for them, and uh, they just, you know, keep on studying. That's why they're performing better. See, again, you know, <laughs> it comes back to you guys giving. You really just, it, it, it's just, I was so happy that Alex could be here this weekend. Uh, you really don't know the impact you're having. I mean, all of us, I wish we could all, you know, I wish we could, all of Southland, we could charter 10 jumbo jets or something. We could all go over there um, and, and see it. But uh, you don't realize the massive impact this is having uh, for so many uh, people. Now, uh, another interesting uh, thing, well, maybe I'll get, uh, no, I'll go to the Kachiri Center here and then one farm question and then we'll, uh, we'll tie this up. But uh, he was talking about the Kachiri Center. So there's different uh, centers. There's a Good Samaritan Center, and then there's the Kachiri Center, which is where the the mentoring is happening for the pastors. So now you're building this this uh, this building. What what's all going to be going on at this Kachiri Center? 
Yeah, we are looking for uh, a better place um, where people can come and live in a more decent place. Uh, as you know, currently we are using a tent whenever uh, church, uh, Pastor Ray comes. We want to have something more decent, um, better classes, classrooms, um, better bathrooms, and uh, better accommodation. And what uh, you were mentioning last night, there's three things, I believe. There's a vocational school. There's the men. What are the three things that are going to be going on at this Kateri Center? So we are going to have that Bible college, church renewal, and then the uh, vocational school. The reason for the vocational school, do you call it trade school here? I don't know. The same? Okay, the reason for that is the younger pastors, the aspiring ministers, Many of them don't have any skill of any kind, and they're pastoring smaller churches. So we want them to get skills. Things like if they came to learn uh, welding and fabrication, uh, if they came for um, uh, motorcycle repair, we have so many border borders. We call them border borders, tukutuku in India. So there are so many everywhere. So we want our people to learn how to repair those and the cell phones. Everybody almost now has a cell phone in Uganda, but they don't know how to repair them. So if we train these guys to learn how to repair those cell phones, I believe this will add value to the church ministers, tailoring, sewing, uh, those kind of, you know, trades, trades. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that an incredible vision, though? And so they're going to have this training center for, for pastors, and that's where the, the mentoring and stuff uh, is going to happen. But you see all this coming together, all these young people being fed and trained and raised up, and then also working with, with the pastors. And uh, it, it really is, this is one of the most exciting things we are getting to be a part of right now. And uh, it's just awesome. I'm going to ask Joe one question too, since he's up here, just about the farm. Uh, can you just tell us, Joe, a little bit about how I mean, Alex was talking a little bit about before and how they would hoe. They would hoe out there when you guys first got out there, but you and the, and the farm team. How big is it now? Uh, what are some of the challenges, and, and how are you guys helping them out there? So when we started, uh, there was, there's actually two farms. Uh, one farm is uh, a couple of hundred acres, and the new farm is 450 acres. When we went out there, they were doing pineapples, and they are fantastic. But uh, everything they were doing was by hand, literally. Like we do in our small little gardens, they have these, these African hoes, and they were, they were planting everything with these hoes. And really, from a, from a Westerner's perspective, and especially in the prairies of, Man of Canada, uh, you know, they, 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 it was just a mess. Um, uh, you know, they have these big piles of, of, of uh, this really hard, clumpy soil. And our, our people had to teach them literally from the start how to break, how to not only, how, how to break up these, these mountains of dirt, and, uh, and so the mechanical equipment could, uh, could, uh, could work. So today we have 450 acres that, that they have, uh, at the new farm, that they've broken. Uh, I think that's a definition we use in farming. Uh, they've broken the land and, and made it so mechanical equipment can, uh, can, uh, can be used. And, uh, you know, so none of the farmers should come ask me how many bushels per acre. We're not at our level yet. But they have come a long, long way. And they're able to feed literally all their children with, with, with what we harvest 
Um, and at some point, we'll actually have more. That's, that's the vision. They'll actually have more than they need. They can sell it for, for more cash, and, then, and they will use it to empower church renewal. That's the whole vision of this. Uh, that's what it's all about, is, is empowering the church and to grow church renewal. Why don't we just give him a, yeah, that's awesome. Why don't we just give him another hand? Thanks again, Alex. Thanks, Joe. And uh, isn't this so much better? It's so joy. Isn't there a joy in this? A joy, not just in giving. And that's one of the things we've always loved about Alex uh, since the moment Pastor Ray met him is he said, don't just give us handouts. Raise us up. And it's a lot of work, like raising them up to be real farmers. And, and they're doing it. They're learning. They're growing. They're working hard. Uh, it's amazing. I love his story. When he told it last night, it was the first time I heard it, but he talked about when they would unfold, you know, the, the, uh, the sprayer, and people would come to watch because they've never seen anything like it, and then they would preach the gospel and people would get saved. Isn't that just how it all comes together? And that is so exciting. So, we're going to tie this off now, and, and we're going to sing a, a final song. But before we do, I just wanted to mention, um, because, again, this really does come down to generosity. This all happens because of your generosity. Two weeks from now, every year, we have a, a, our annual Christmas offering. And this is what this Christmas offering is about. The Christmas offering does not go to, it's not for our salaries here at church. It's not for any of our buildings here. It's not for any of our ministries here in-house. It's for our missions. It's for church renewal. And, of course, Church Renewal really kind of ties in. You can see how it's really linked in with Tupendani, but it's Church Renewal Tupendani, which is our missions here to Alex and, and uh, Uganda. And then, of course, our Freedom House, where we're uh, there in the house where we're discipling people with life-controlling behaviors. And, of course, then our camp out in Bird River to our, uh, to, to our kids. And so those four things, all of the money from the Christmas offering, those things cost us just under $2 million a year. And uh, it's your generosity every year. And I've just been praying, you know, listening to this message again. And uh, this, is not a, this is not a guilt thing. We don't, we don't ask for money by guilt. Um, but if you would go home and if you would pray, what would happen if 1,000 people or 1,500 people uh, went home and prayed about it this year and said, you know, we're going to make some sacrifices. We're going to give $1,000. Uh, we, could, we could almost pay for all these missions out of this one offering. Or if... You know, some of you business people and stuff, $50,000 or $100,000, it is making an absolutely huge difference for eternity, not just in Uganda, but this is one glimpse of something that's going on. And uh, it's just so exciting, and it's a privilege to be able to give. Amen. So go home this week and, uh, and pray and say, Lord, what are you speaking to us about? What would be our joy to partner with you in the Christmas offering again this year? Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you'd like any info on our church, check out our website at myselfline.com.